part two of this interview, Will goes through motivation or lack of and how to address and how to fix that and anxiety. Maybe something that you might be feeling at the moment and potentially how you could make that go away. My favourite part is when he goes through the motivation equation and shows us how we can address different parts of that. Okay, well, so in this second part here, I really want to get into people, a lot of people being at home by themselves, potentially not that driven for a number of reasons. Um, what, would your, what would your idea in terms of motivation be? What could, they, what, could, what could they do to help motivate themselves to go ahead and take some action? Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, there are two parts, really, to, to effective study, and that's the, um, well, three parts, really, I guess. Uh, there's understanding the material, there is remembering it, and then there's the kind of motivation and focus aspect that kind of permeates it all. Um, so what I would say is that my, my main point on motivation would be that you know, motivation is kind of a myth. And like, for, I'd say like for a three-year-old, three-year-olds kind of want to want to wait to, you know, feel like doing something to do it. But um, as adults, the kind of our role is that we, we show up and do it anyway. Um, and we don't have to wait for, you know, the feeling on the day to catch us. You know, if you always had like felt like doing the thing that you have to do, um, you know, you never, you never get anything done. Um, so I'd say kind of just recognizing that you're not really ever or you're not always certainly going to feel like studying and that you just have to go and do it anyway um, is really good. And, and some effective ways for doing that is like, I think uh, humans tend to, you know, move towards pleasure, avoid pain. And um, so if you can make the study experience as pleasurable as possible so that you actually kind of enjoy it, like an idea might be playing uh, classical music in the background um, or I don't know, uh, you know, using, using highlighters if you're into that kind of thing and um, like making it kind of pleasant or, you know, giving yourself a, a treat afterwards. So rewarding yourself. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the aspect of, you know, what's the reward going to be? Um, or what's the punishment going to be? So if you, there's an, also another angle you can take is to kind of raise the stakes. Um, cause it's really easy to do something. If you know, like, if I don't do this, I'm going to die. Like you would do the thing. Yeah. So there, there is this, um, this website called Beeminder where you literally like, um, put up money and, um, say like, you're going to write a certain amount of words every day or do a certain thing every day. And if you don't do it, um, you basically lose the money. Yeah, you could do it uh, like a thing with your friends of like every time I don't do this amount of study in a day, I will like give you ten euro just for that kind of um that kind of accountability. And um, there's uh kind of popularized by uh, Daniel Kahneman's Thinking Fast and Slow, this whole thing of of loss aversion, and humans will really like uh, hate losing something rather than uh, more than they uh, appreciate gaining something. So if you can kind of hack that. Um, and hack your psychology a little bit and, uh, you know, put this money away uh, and lose it. Like if you don't do what you say you're going to do, that's a, that's kind of hacking the, hacking the motivation aspect as well. Mm -hmm. For, from a higher level, I'd say there is a bit of an equation when, when you, uh, when it comes to motivation, I was trying to uh, kind of get through it yesterday on the, on the Instagram live. I got a bit muddled, but, uh, I've looked looked it up since. It's basically um, E 
times uh, m over um, i times um, let's get it up here. Sorry. No, no worries. Not a problem. I think it's interesting where you're getting it up there to say as well that you know a lot of people. I, I mentioned this with Katie uh, Lenhan the other day. We were saying that a lot of people are up in arms about like they're like giving out because they feel they've lost their oral. And they're probably the same sort of people, most of them, who are so annoyed that they have to do a practice oral and that sort of stuff. But it's way easier to be angry about the thing that you've lost versus you've just gained this percentage. You don't have to do the oral. You have, or you've lost yeah. school. But do you like school? Like, is that where you get all your study done? Versus the time you've gained now with a bit of responsibility, what you can take from that. But people are way easier to focus on the, oh no, versus the, the gain of this. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, it can, can be explained through like evolutionary biology, really. Like we had to be kind of um, vigilant and on the lookout for threats and always seeing like the danger when there were, you know, saber-toothed tigers roaming roaming around and, and snakes in the, in the bushes. Mm -hmm. uh, now, um, you know, the modern world is not like that. And, you know, people tend to get way too stressed out about things where the risk is, is not as pronounced at all. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think a hack for that is just default, just be default positive. So anything that happens, um, you can kind of look at it and say, okay, how is this, um, like, how is this a great thing? And like, how can I look at this in, in a really positive way? Um, yeah. And it, it takes a bit of practice, but eventually you'll start looking at things and saying, okay, that actually, that actually works. That's like, like you know, um, I, I'm i stuck home, I'm stuck at home. Okay, great. Now I've got a chance to get more deep work done. There's a good mantra Jocko Willink uses, the kind of good, good mantra. Yeah. So just anything that happens, just say good. Um, and eventually, you know, you just kind of, you know, lose all the excuses. And uh, it's, uh, that's, you know, a good way to look at things. Um, in terms of the, the motivation equation, I'll get back to that. It's... Uh, E times V over I times D, and that's... Uh, e times V over I times D. Yeah, expectancy times value over uh, impulsivity times delay. So I'll unpack that a bit. Um, basically, expectancy, you have to um, expect or, you know, see yourself actually achieving... Um, what what you uh what you're going towards you know it has to be actually possible because if it's not you you won't show up uh value it has to be like valuable to you you have to kind of have a, a deep why like why is this important mm -hmm. so if you're not kind of motivated to you know do do the best you can do in the leaving cert maybe even you know thinking about the course you can do next year or if you want to like prove someone wrong like wherever you get your motivation from and mm -hmm. um, impulsivity then it so those two things are on the aren't on the on the numerator on the top and um, so you want to get them as big as possible and then on the denominator is impulsivity so impulsivity would be like chasing distractions and um that's everything we were talking about briefly yesterday with kind of eliminating all push notifications all like distractions on your laptop on your phone putting your phone outside the room on airplane mode um, and then delay is what we we're kind of talking about just there is, you know, delayed gratification runs into a problem where the thing you're working towards so hard today is, is far down the line and you don't see the, 
you don't see the results, you know, in that, in the day-to-day grind. So mm-hmm. if you can bring some kind of reward for uh, backwards to, to the current day and break the goal down into smaller chunks and then give yourself those little wins every day and say, okay, I made progress towards this bigger goal uh, today, then that's going to keep you motivated as well. So that's, that's the kind of the framework I like to think about when thinking about motivation. Yeah. If you, if, if there's a student there like thinking about it, you, maybe some of those parts they have, some of those parts they don't have, they could literally do a, a little bit of a, a mind map or a branch off of those different parts in terms of the, the values or maybe a lot of them don't actually expect, they don't actually believe in themselves, which is something I spoke about. The other yeah. And, it, and yeah, that's probably the most important to like, in order to do great things, you have to believe you can do great things. It's pretty much, the, it's said a lot and it's probably the, the basis of, like most self-help books but it's it's definitely a prerequisite for achieving anything if you know if you believe you can and if you he believes he can and you believes he can't are both usually right so yeah what made you what made what made you kind of feel like you know why do you think that you believe that you could do a very good leaving search versus maybe someone else who believes they can't what do you reckon those inputs are um I think it sounds kind of trite and, um, you know, people might think it's uh, silly, but definitely like repeating it to yourself. So um, repetition kind of creates conviction. um, And if you can kind of constantly repeat, you know, I am this, I'm a great student, whatever I will get, or I have gotten these results and repeat that to yourself. Um, every day and there, there are endless uh, kind of mantra videos on, on YouTube and um, it kind of you actually do start to believe it. it you don't think it will work but you know it actually does and uh, mm-hmm. it kind of gets cemented in your mind and um, uh, maybe if I was you know something more practical I think um, if you are putting the work in every day like you are yourself um, witnessing that work every day so when you're putting the putting the work in, that kind of eliminates doubt. Action eliminates doubt, um, and when you keep promises to yourself, that builds self confidence. And um, you know, self confidence isn't something you're born with. It's something that you build uh, through keeping making keeping commitments to yourself. Um, so that's how I would go about it. Fantastic. What What do you reckon? Uh, and I know we mentioned this slightly. For, and we know we yesterday mentioned Stephen Pressfield, so it might be nice to mention that again, just because yeah, that's quite valuable. What do you reckon is the idea of? So you've got this motivation. What what are some hacks to get people to actually sit down and do the work, to sit down and get there? Like the people who all day, every day go, oh, I really want to do well in the leaving search. Do you reckon that's a gap in that, or do you reckon there's some sort of hack that can just get them to sit down at the desk and get something done? Yeah, uh, like we were, we were talking about it yesterday, um, where they've done brain scans on on people, and they found out that all the pain of an activity is in the anticipation of it. So the the five minutes before you you go down to to work is, and you're anticipating doing some difficult work, and um, that's where all the pain is. And once people start doing the activity, they actually enjoy it. Um, there's the the Seneca quote: "We suffer more in uh, in." in thoughts than in reality. Um, so I think those first, just actually getting to the desk and opening the book 
and and getting started is is definitely the most important thing and then you'll you'll probably get in the flow um and in terms of strategies for that i think maybe like doing it doing a pomodoro just to start uh it's 20 short just a short thing 25 minutes and and in, in something short like that you can always see the end of the tunnel you're like okay it's only 25 minutes um you know it's not too bad i'll, I'll get through this and then once you have gotten through that you'll maybe start to uh to do a lot more than that but yeah the first the first few minutes are, are definitely the the hardest but um they've like they've done kind of studies on this and they found like even like the top top uh, academic performers they all feel that kind of dread before working and they all feel that urge to procrastinate but um they just kind of, like everyone feels it everyone like even experienced riders feel that kind of rider's block every time they sit down. But the difference between the pros and, and the others is that they actually, they just show up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But I was just going to go, I actually still, I got a couple, would you believe I got a couple of uh, messages today and I, like a, a few, I don't mean one uh, saying that they missed that the, the interview with you yesterday, is there anywhere they could get it? So it's fantastic that we get to do this again. Uh, is it on your does it stay up on instagram no so what happened was it um i think it was because when i called you i couldn't save it it's meant to stay up on instagram but i think once you've clicked into it once it goes away it goes down but i couldn't actually save it on my phone usually i can save it. oh sorry that's why it's good to have it uh, this way um a couple more questions on uh, motivation and then i'm going to ask you the basically the questions people ask maybe for a third part is that okay yeah, perfect. Uh, you, um, so basically, we, we already spoke about this a little bit, but like, how how would you how would you structure your day? How would you maintain that structure? And how would you know what to prioritize when structuring your day? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. So, um, there basically you have the most. Um, control over your your am uh bookend and your your pm bookend so like the start and the end of your day basically um and that's why i think you know a morning routine and evening routine are so important and um, because in the middle of the day anything can happen and you, you don't know like you might get distracted but those are kind of sacred times so you should do everything you can to kind of have them nailed down and um, so certainly i i know i always say it but a morning routine uh, is is definitely essential and try to operationalize like um all the virtuous habits you can inside that morning like maybe first two hours um uh because it's the it's like the time with the least distractions and so that's that should be when i know you're doing your meditation if you're doing that you're journaling maybe planning out your day and uh maybe getting your workout in and you know I don't need to tell you this, but um, in terms of like just for, for st purely from a studying perspective, um, exercise is kind of akin to taking Prozac and Ritalin in terms of like the neurological effect. So it really, really um, is, is brilliant for, um, you know, doing it at the start of the day before you study. Um, and yeah, there's, there are kind of stu studies detailing this. Um, then. I think before you turn on your phone even, or before you take any inputs in, um, 
I think that's when you should do your like most important task of the day. Uh, maybe like a 90 minute deep work block, like before you've had any inputs from the outside world um, on your hardest or most important thing. Um, and yeah, there's, it's like uh, create, don't consume. So, you know, don't be like taking everything in, like do, like do your most important work at that time. Um, and then you can go off and check your phone or whatever, but like plan it the night before. I'm going to do this for 90 minutes uh, in the morning, first thing in the morning, maybe after I've uh, exercised a little bit um, and then and stick to that. And then you can go off and, uh, and check your phone. So like really nail down that morning. You're and training, then Even doing that, Will, you're training yourself into good phone habits too because your reward will be the phone at the end that you want to have. So it gives you a short-term reward if you get those two things done, which will also yeah um, snowball and have a domino effect on the rest of the day that I, I would feel anyway yeah yeah for sure yeah and uh, like i was saying yesterday like um w w when you have a morning like that it's it's hard not to kind of have a brilliant day for the rest of the day and mm -hmm. um, so like yeah nail your morning and your day is is pretty much set and um, and then in terms of the rest of the day um obviously you need breaks um, but I kind of think the, what might be the case with a lot of people is maybe they're like up in their room. I know where they study, but especially with quarantine, um, it just feels like one long kind of, um, drudgery and, uh, they might be there with their phone and not really getting that deep, deep work done. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'd say like go in cycles. So probably 90 minutes is the threshold for how long you might be able to go um, for one study uh, session. I'd even say uh, shorten it up a bit, maybe an hour, um, and then be taking smaller breaks. Um, but in your breaks, like you can go on your phone, but you know, don't, um, you know, maybe, you know, it might be better not to, uh, like take re when you're, when you're taking time off, really take that time off, like totally, totally switch off. Um, you know, you go intense and then you break, go intense and then you break, uh, like, like a lion or something. Um, and, uh, and do that, do that. Why? Well, however many times you want to, you want to do that throughout the day and then have a clear, like cut off time. Mm -hmm. um, where you do no more work after that point and then you don't feel guilty um you know spending some good quality time with your family uh in the evening um after you've gotten your gotten your work done yeah um, I, yeah. I would find with that with uh i think it's, i said this to you yesterday but my friends finding it hard to separate work from home because they're working from home and they have their laptop and stuff but i would find it actually is beneficial in the long run the way we speak about it if you decide let's just say you finish work at five right you finish at five and you say to yourself oh i could have gotten some more stuff done yeah fair enough you could have got some more stuff done that's fair enough but you actually learn about how to not make that mistake again the next day you will learn from that mistake the same way testing yourself and correcting yourself you learn from that mistake yeah you show up a little bit better yeah and like at the end of the day you can maybe keep a little log like what what went great today for a bit of gratitude and then maybe what could I learn? What could I improve? Like it's a constant iteration process of, you know, okay, I can eliminate this distraction here. Oh, I should remove this from my environment because it's like leading me astray. And, and just constantly like iterating on um, like what's best for you. And um, it's like a constant experiment.
when something goes wrong, you know, don't get uh, don't get furious, get uh, curious and, and find out why, and then you know, eliminate that. Yeah, no, that's good. Don't get furious, get curious. The the, the um, do you think do you think studying is a bit like fitness? You have to build it up. Like, could someone who's not really done much sit down and do eight hours, or what do you reckon? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I think like uninterrupted focus is probably a muscle that needs to be uh, needs to be uh, flexed, um, and then you know you'll be able to focus for longer periods of time um, as time goes on. Uh, so yeah, I do think you probably need to build up um, your ability to do that. Um, one last question before we we break into part three: motivation for me from talking to students goes hand in hand with people saying they have a lack of motivation, but it also goes hand in hand with anxiety or not feeling or feeling like, you know, there's, a, there's this hidden, everyone's had it. There's a hidden weight there. That's yeah. Or on your chest or you don't really know what it's from. What would your, what would your ideas be behind that? The whole anxiety piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously, um, like mental health is is incredibly important. It's far more important than any any exam I'll ever do. So, um, it's it's really important to take care of that. Um, like if you are feeling feeling anxious, which I actually did multiple times last year, nothing serious, but um, I actually did come up with a few things. Um, obviously, meditation was a was a constant. Um, and I found that really good. If I was really, really anxious, um, say like before leading up to a big exam, um, I'd, I'd like just dropping all the books and going for a walk, or even a swim in the in the cold water, um, is I thought was really good, uh, just to kind of clear the head. It, talking to a family member about it, no matter like how stupid you might sound, mm-hmm. uh, just you know saying everything that's on your mind. Um, another thing is journaling, like literally just a uh, stream of consciousness, write down everything you're, you're thinking, like get it on a page. Um, so it's kind of trapped there and it's, it's out of your head and you can just kind of dump it there and then you, you, you can look at it and see like, okay, is this actually something worth worrying about? Mm-hmm. Um, and then as well, during the year last year, I would kind of keep a jar of like, uh, I got this from Tim Ferriss, actually. It was called, like, the Jar jar of Awesome. And, like, you might, like, write... Oh, really? Yeah, there's my jar there. Sorry, go on. You'd, like, you write down, like, um, great things that happened during the day or uh, things you might have done that you're proud of and uh, and stick it in the jar and maybe, like, review it when you're kind of feeling down. Yeah. I found that to be... Uh, even the process of writing it down is... Uh, like take some weight off the shoulders so that that's just a quick few bits yeah. there anything more serious uh you know I, i'm not a i'm i'm not a um counselor so you know see a doctor um but yeah, yeah. definitely definitely talk talk to somebody about it but like everyone everyone like it like any sort of ill health or any sort of tiredness there is certain small things you can do to make a dramatic effect but yeah yeah. A professional about that 100%. yeah and um if if it's like the leavings are weighing down in you um um like leading up to it i think i thought like a really a really powerful thing is um just kind of like considering how little it, it matters in the greater scheme of things mm-hmm. um 
it can be like just powerful to just remember like you know um we're all going to die someday and when i look back it's it's probably not going to matter that much in the grand scheme of my life and as well as that like i know we're all kind of monkeys on on a flying rock in the middle of the the universe um so yeah nothing here really matters uh in in one sense um that i feel is kind of comforting um and can be yeah 100 percent um on the on that note i have a similar idea that i think sometimes about work and i think about school and i think about if you've got a problem you realize that there's uh you know there's a, a billion people in india yeah don't give a shit of it or don't care about the leaving cert and yeah. I also think that when I speak to the students about the leaving cert that if you just decide you want to be something you can be something and maybe the leaving cert is your avenue to it maybe it's not uh, but if you mm. decide you can make that happen 100% um, yeah yeah um, you know there's so many avenues to doing whatever you want to do now that um, your whatever college degree you do is uh, is going to be you know, it's a, it's a good start, but it's definitely not, you know, the final destination. 100%. All right, Will, is it okay if we, we pause part two here?